Welcome to the Ditch the Suits podcast, where we get real about the stuff no one in the financial world wants you to know about. Learn how you can better manage your family's wealth while protecting it from financial exploitation and so-called financial advisors. Here's to your financial awakening. Welcome your hosts, Steve Campbell and Travis Moss. Well, welcome to another edition of Ditch the Suits podcast. Steve Campbell here. Today, we're going to be kicking off a brand new three-part mini-series about investing. Uh, There's a lot of investors out there that are wondering, what should I be doing with my investments? In this first part, we want to talk about the idea of the investor dilemma, right? We hear all the news that's happening, things going on around the world, things like inflation, higher taxes, supply chain disruptions, hiring shortages. Nobody can hire anybody. What does all this mean for the stock market? And what does this mean if you have money in an IRA, in a Roth, in a 401k, a 403b? What should you be doing as an investor? But we don't want to just give you the news that everyone else is giving you. We want to first add context to the idea of why do we actually invest? What's the purpose of it? Because if we don't understand the purpose, then we can be tossed to and fro by any headline that can really be out there just to scare us, to make us do something that maybe we shouldn't be doing. So we want to talk about this dilemma that all investors are facing today, which is really how should I be positioning my investments for what may be coming down the road? If you're brand new to the podcast, please subscribe, leave a comment, leave a review, because you never know how your review could make somebody else a believer. As always, we appreciate this time and opportunity to share this information with you. We hope it inspires you to go out and live your best life, because remember, you only get one shot. It's your money and your life. Live it to the fullest. Well, a big part of financial planning can be investing in the investments that you hold, because let's face it, as you have more money, you have more freedom, more options in life to maybe potentially do the things that you want to do. But we want to acknowledge that there's a lot of stuff happening in the world. Everything is changing every day. News is inundating us. And people are really wondering as investors, man, how can all this stuff happening in the world, these changes really affect my money? What should I be doing? So Travis, why don't you maybe share with us which uh, you know some of the top things that you're hearing from real concerns from people that invest money and some of the things they're thinking about? On a, on a per meeting basis, almost every meeting, people are asking about you know, the current level of the markets, markets being high, um, seemingly higher than they they should be given, you know, the actual economy and the state of things, right. COVID and yep. COVID policies, lockdowns and those types of things, and how they may impact it if there's another wave this winter. Inflation, I think there's a lot of discussion about inflation and this idea of transitory inflation and how that's impacting things, low interest rates. Political party disagreements. We saw that recently with the debt ceiling showdown, and it's been you know the cans been kicked down to December. You know, threatening the government shutdowns. Clients are asking about all of these, and I I think a lot of people are are concerned about is I don't want to miss out, but is now the time to maybe protect my my resources or my my investment account? Should I be pulling out? I think other people who maybe don't pay attention to any of that. Are, are saying, well, geez, you know, the market's up pretty good this year. Should I jump in and give put more money in the investments? So I think it's it's a very interesting scenario where I think there's we're either not paying attention at all and 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 let's just throw money in, or people are coming off and and they're very very concerned about any one of these issues. And and there's I'm sure there's other issues out there, but these are the ones I hear the most. Yep. Well, because probably what they're thinking is, is the next headline, whatever that may be, going to be the thing that causes the stock market to plunge, to, to change drastically, right? They're they're kind of, you're trying to anticipate, should I be doing something before it happens to better protect myself? 
So these are very real fears, and we want to acknowledge this because this is top of mind. This is what people are looking up, they're researching, they're searching out uh, information. What should I be doing? But is that should that really be the context? Are these really the questions we should be asking? Or how do we put more context to all of this is happening, but how should we as investors be positioning ourselves for honestly where we're trying to go? So I think that there's probably two groups of people. There's the group of people who have some money. Mm-hmm. They want the money to be invested, so they go and they hire somebody to invest it for them. They're not actually investing themselves. They're hiring somebody to invest for them. Yep. And then there's the type of people who I think have a good grasp or good, good uh, grasp on exactly what it means to, to invest, and, and maybe they roll up their sleeves and get in there themselves. Yep. I, I think in today's day and age where you've got all kinds of media and there's everybody trying to give you hot tips and good ideas and, you know, there's TV shows just about what to buy and sell today. Um, or you get, you know, you hear about index investing and just buy the lowest cost investment possible and and you'll be fine or buy all the investments by one of everything. Um, I think it's, we've, we've gone so far away from what it actually means to invest, like from a, from a primitive form of investing. Like if we were to just look at investing for what the word means itself, I think that it creates a lot of context for how we should deal with some of these you know, issues that have come up that are kind of spinning around us. And we're saying, you know, if if there is a market tip because of a housing boom bust cycle, maybe we're in that and, it, and, and something bad happens with the housing market and it crashes, you know, is my portfolio going to go down 40%? And should I be concerned about that? How do I put that into con- you know, context if I'm if I'm not really sure what investing actually is? And so that sounds like if you've been investing a long time, you're like, I've been putting money in my investments and buying and selling stocks or mutual funds forever. Like, who are you to say I don't know what investing is? But so here's the challenge, I think, to anybody. I think when you think about investing, think about what, like before the time of social media, before the time of experts and everybody telling you what investing was, what did it really mean to invest? What it meant was you have some money, you're walking down the street, you see a friend, your friend is opening a restaurant. And your friend has been successful in everything they've done. They've opened three other restaurants and you go and you talk to them and they say, hey, we're picking up, we're looking for people to invest. If you give us some capital, we're going to you know, return, our goal is to return you 10% on your money or something like that. Yep. Or you get a 2% share of our profits or something like that. Mm-hmm. So true investing is I have some money. I want to get it working for me yep. by taking it and, and putting it into some kind of business enterprise. It's it's the function is putting it into business with the idea that I'm going to make some profits either from a dividend, which is when the company makes so much profits, they don't need it anymore. So they just give it back to you as a shareholder yep. or through growth, meaning capital gains, which means the company makes a lot of profits, but they reinvest it so that it can keep growing. So that restaurant, instead of giving you back the money that that you invested in them, they take it and they open another restaurant. So now Mm -hmm. you owned one restaurant or a share of one restaurant. Now you own a share of two restaurants. That's reinvesting that. So now it goes from being worth X to being worth Y. That's capital gains. It's grown in total value. So when you sell it, you get that return Mm -hmm. or some kind of combination of the two. Maybe they give you a little bit of money back every year in the form of a dividend. And maybe the business overall still grows in size and therefore the value of it. But the idea behind investing is that you're taking your money 
and you're buying something that you, aside from your involvement, is going to return excess capital to you. And, and what I mean by that is, if you can take money and put it in a CD and have essentially no risk or very, very little risk, right? Mm-hmm. And let's say that the CD pays you 1%. That means you can make 1% for zero risk. Yep. So if the business returns you 1%, but there is a risk that the business could fail, that's a bad deal. Mm-hmm. If the business could turn return you 2% and there's a very low risk it could fail, maybe that's better. If the business could return you 10%, but there's a moderate degree of risk that it could fail, you know, you're getting the difference. You're getting the extra return for the risk that you're taking. But you're getting that extra return. That's what investing is. I'm taking money. I'm going to put it out there into the world in a way that will hopefully generate additional profit back to me for the risk that I've taken. Mm-hmm. If you're not taking risk, though, you're not investing. Right. That's just... I'm putting my money someplace and I'm making interest. So it's a little bit of a difference. So when we talk about, are these things going to impact you and should you be worried about them? One of the, you know, the first things that, that, you know, I tried to do to anchor the conversation is let's talk about what investing really means. Yep. Well, and I, I think that's really helpful because it's such an elementary way of explaining it, but I'm sure there's probably some listeners who are like, Okay, that makes sense, right? Because you go out when you start your career and you try to find a good paying job so that you can afford to live the life you need to if you're supporting yourself, your family, uh, to be able to buy things, to pay your bills, to pay your mortgage. But then really, unless you're just strapped with so much you know, cash that you can just go buy businesses wholesale, many people don't have that ability. So what do you do when you start your career? You put money into a 401k or a 403b or you know, some kind of retirement mechanism that's really just a vehicle, right? That that That's the ability to put money away for the future that you can have the ability to then invest in certain things along the way. But I think what many people do is they probably just throw money into an account. They might not really be sure what they're invested in. So they don't really know how to calculate if what they're doing is good or if they're doing what they should be doing. So when they're thrown these headways of, well, what if this happens or the government does shut down or you know, COVID spikes again this winter. How could this affect our ability to go to live our life? There's fear there because they don't even really know what is happening and going on. So when you talk about why do we invest it? So you have the ability outside of your standard income and what you make to potentially put over the long term the ability to make far more money than you put in of the success of maybe other businesses or, you know, depending on what you're investing in, you're trying to buy into something that has a proven potential track record to make you more money over the long term. But I think maybe it goes back to then what what do people actually invest in and understanding that? So you kind of laid the groundwork for why we invest. But then, you know, I think what you talked about is short term. Do most people tend to look at more of the short term or how do we start to change the conversation of, do we invest over the long term and how do we begin to do those things? Most people talk about investing for the long term. And mm-hmm. in reality, they end up, their actions are short term. Yep. So they, you know, you would come in and you'll say, I, you know, long term, I totally get it. I got to go up. I got to, you know, let the market go up and down and do its thing and put my money in. And I want to try to make, you know, X percent. So I know I got to take so much risk. And it's a long term play. And then they're looking at their account week to week, day to day, sometimes month to month, whatever. And they're literally charting it out and every little up and down. 
So, you know, we, we, we talk about investing long-term, but we're very concerned about the short-term. We're very concerned that, you know, I read on Barron's or I read, read on the Wall Street Journal, or I saw on Yahoo or wherever you're getting your news, you know, so-and-so said that the market's going to crash or so-and-so said the market's going to double. You know, that's all very short-term thinking. When they're coming out and they're saying that, they're saying it normally by the end of the year or by the end of the month or what have you. And, you know, it's hard sometimes to disassociate what's entertainment and what's actually investing advice. But I think, number one, you have to know what you're buying. So back to our little analogy with you're walking down the street and your friend's opening a restaurant. If you were a smart investor and not just somebody who's just super benevolent and and it doesn't matter, if you cared about your money, you'd say to your friend, well, let me see your business plan for your restaurant. Mm-hmm. How much money uh, are you asking for? What percentage do I get of your business and your profits? If I wanted to sell it, what are the rules for me selling it? Let me see your numbers. Let me let me understand exactly what have been your sales and what have been your profits and you know all the 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 gory details that you know if you were really friends you might be a little bit embarrassed to ask. But once you become a business partner, which is what investing is, when you invest, I don't care if you're investing in the stock market or if you're investing in your friend or if you're whatever, wherever you're investing, you are becoming a business partner. You mm-hmm. own a piece of that business. So you are now a business person. So even if you have no business acumen, too bad. You're you're in the business world now. You're there. So you need to know what you're 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 buying in the first place. Yep. Because let's say one of these market event things happen, and let's say that the market crashes, and your friend comes back to you and says, "Hey, the market's crashed, and some of my competition is going out of business. I'm trying to raise some money to buy up their restaurants, and right now." Because the market's crashed and everything, if you give me X amount of money, I'll give you X percent of the profits going forward. So we talk about selling high and buying low all the time. Pretty much everybody's heard that idea, sell high, buy low. Yep. So you have to be able to do an assessment there and figure out, am I selling high or am I buying high or am I buying low at this point? Right. So they come to you and they say, you know what? You can have 10% of the profits for X amount of investment. And right now, the profits would only be X, but if it recovers to what it was, it would be three times X. Okay, so you're buying low. That's ideal. What if they flip those numbers around on you? What if what if the what if it was in the opposite? The market's doing really great. Your buddy's making money hand over fist, and he comes to you and says, "You can invest, and you'll get ten percent of profits. And look at how great our profits have been." Right, and then the bit market crashes, and those profits are cut into a third. You bought high. So whenever we're talking to anything investment, you number one, whenever you put money in an investment and, and create a business deal where you are now a business person or that business that you've purchased, you should understand what the heck you're buying. Mm-hmm. Because if you don't understand what you're buying, you won't be able to figure out if you're selling high and buying low or if you're selling low and buying high. Yep. You're never going to be able to figure it out if you don't understand it. And you don't want to wait until you're in it to understand it because it's too late. You're already in it. And so I think, you know, this, the, the whole idea about, well, what happens if something happens with X, Y, Z? You know, let's say they come out with, you know, uh, let's say inflation it, it really takes off. Or let's say that there is a government shutdown. What does that do to my investment? You should already know the economics of the investment that you're in. It, we shouldn't be out there looking for an answer. You know, I bought these things and now that there's, 
you know, apparent risk that I can see in front of me. How's that going to impact what I have? You know, well, did you originally buy in high or low? Where did you buy in? Where is it now? Where's that value? Is it even susceptible to that type of risk? Does that type of risk even matter to it? Or are you just looking at the stock market and if the stock market's down 40% and therefore your investment goes down? Because, you know, in general, when you have a market crash that much, everything's going down or most of the things are going down. What, uh, you know, what does that mean to you? Would that mean that you're, you know, you bought high and if you sell now, you're going to be selling low? Or does that mean that you bought it at such a good price, even if it came down, you'd still be selling high? So it gives perspective. It doesn't matter what the problem is. If you understand what you own and understand how to analyze it, mm-hmm. all these things that happen just happen. They actually right. give you opportunities. Like, wouldn't you want to go back to your friend who has that business and say to them, hey, the market's down. I'd like to give you some more money. <laughs> yeah. You know, when things are good, you always deliver on me. And I saw that your competitor was in a weak spot. Would you like to buy your competitor? I'll yep. back that. Yep. But you know what? Instead of 10% of your profits, I want 15% of your profits. That's what Warren Buffett does. Everybody, you know, Warren Buffett makes so much money. How does he do that? Because he's got so much money that when people need it, he shows up and says, I'll give you some money, but this is what you're going to give me in return for it. And so we can't all do what he does because of the amount of money that he has. But the thought process is the same. Mm-hmm. But he understands exactly why he's buy- what he's buying and exactly what's behind the, you know, the value of it as yep. far as, and, and the relationship to the price at that given time. Well, I think what we're trying to do is get the listener to maybe take more ownership of what is happening with your money. Whether you're the one calling the shots or you have hired somebody to, as we've said, come into your money business and help you make decisions on your behalf, take ownership of that. Understand what is happening with your money. What is it being invested in? You know, I've sat in many meetings and I'll hear people say, my 401k has done well. Uh, my IRA has done well. Uh, what they're really saying is that the vehicle has done well, but the investments inside of it, if the stock market continues to grow, geez, you'd hope everything is doing well. But what does well mean and relative to what? In your in your example of the restaurant, we all know wherever you live, when you drive around town, certain restaurants do better than other restaurants. They're all deemed restaurants, but some have lines out the door. Some have nobody sitting in there. Yeah. <laughs> as an investor, as an buyer, you'd probably want to buy into the one that never seems like there's the wait list never gets any smaller, right? Because you can tangibly see with your eyes that place is booming, that place is doing well, and you have your job. So what can you do? You have the ability to invest money into something that, like you said, I think that was such a great way of saying it, is you become a business partner with them. You see businesses, whether it's technology, cell phones, cars, you see things as a consumer that are doing really well. Everybody wants to be a part of. So you want to have the ability to buy a share of that, to become a participant in their growth and opportunities. So if you know what you're buying and you take ownership of that, then it gives you ability to step back and say, can all of these concerns, COVID, the economy, the world changing, political infighting, is that going to actually disrupt the restaurant down the street for me? Or are people still going to need food? Right? Like right. it allows you to be able to step back and say, even if all this stuff actually does happen, do the companies or the investments that I own actually reflect what's happening in the world? Or can they still continue to have success maybe when things are falling apart and thrive in those environments, right? Because what you're really saying from a psychological standpoint is if the market takes a decline, we may not be able to do the things we want to do. And that's fair, 
right? So then it's, okay, so then what's the, show me the financial planning, show me how you make good decisions. And then the investments are really a piece of that. So I think what you're doing is helping people say, take more ownership of what is happening with your money. It doesn't mean you have to be an expert, but we have to learn to be able to look at our investment statements and not just open it once a month and go, okay, I mean, it's growing, but say, could it be growing better? Could we be potentially making more money? Not because we're money hungry, but we want to make sure that we're buying good companies or good investments that really, again, what are we tying it back to? Why are we doing it? Maybe it's for ourselves. Maybe it's so my spouse and I can have the money that we need while we're alive to do the things Mm -hmm. we want to do. Or maybe we're trying to build generational wealth. Maybe our mom and dad didn't really always have money. And we remember as kids, we weren't able to go out and eat with like the other kids. And we weren't able to take vacations. And I remember what it was like to have hand-me-downs or whatever it may be. So I'm trying to invest to make money for my kids so that they can experience life in a way that maybe never I did. And I think it's tying into not just why do we invest, understanding, defining investing, but what, why are we putting our money into somebody's hands or into an, a company what are we trying to get out of that? If you don't understand the why of what you're trying to do with your money, then you can really be tossed to and fro in the wind by whatever somebody tells you or whatever you Google or you read on social media. Because if you don't understand this yet in 2021, when you put out to the internet questions that you have, you now (laughs) become a target for the content that they want you to see. So if you take to Google today and you say, what should I do with my money? you will begin to be seeing sponsored advertisements from people that are honestly trying to prey on your concerns and say three things smart people are, you know what I mean? It's So you have to understand that wherever you seek information, you're going to get a whole lot of information back and you have to be able to filter through what's, what's good. I literally heard this one time in my life, and this is the best analogy I've ever heard. Everybody has a, a plate, a garbage can, and a shelf. If something is good, eat it. If you know, put it on your plate and eat it. If you're not sure, put it on the shelf. And if it's garbage or trash, chuck it, right? You have to be able, and that sounds so elementary, but to be able as you're inundated, because if we can all admit something, we are inundated with information 24-7 every day with what's going on in the world, what we should be doing with our kids, how we should be looking at our job. And you need to filter through, boy, how do I know that I'm doing the right things, right? And I think that's really what we're trying to get to. How do you have the mechanism for know if you're doing the right things with your money and with your life? So this conversation, I think, has been really helpful to put into context. We're not here to convict people or condemn people, but to give you some things to think about because what you're saying is very valid. There's very real concerns, but how do we give context to it so that you can still make very good decisions albeit admit some dramatic times that we're living in. So you're not just waiting for the next season of life or for things to just somehow get easier. I don't know that things will ever get easier, but how do you still continue to take ground for you and your family amidst all that's happening so that you're not a prisoner to the moment, but you are thriving when everyone else is not sure what to do. You have a plan, you're focused, you know what's happening, you know what to do, but you also, to the point that you said, Travis, you know when to take advantage of an opportunity, right? So what can be seen as a really scary moment in our lifetime can also be an opportunity if you know what to look for to find if everybody else is running for the hills and they're selling their investments because they're not sure what happens and you've had your eye on some investments for a long time that, geez, you'd love to own, but they've just been way too expensive for too long, but now everybody's selling it. And I think it's still a really good investment. 
how do you have the ability then, you know, to, to pull the trigger, if you will, and buy that investment when maybe it doesn't make sense or you know what to do? So I think these are things that, as you said, we all want to be long-term investors. We say all the cliche things that sound really right. But when push comes to shove and we're faced with some things that we don't truthfully understand or know how to make sense of, sometimes people jeopardize or self-sabotage themselves by doing things emotionally rather than really looking at what's happening in front of them. Well, thanks for listening. We appreciate you taking the time to listen to this entire episode. Uh, We hope that this information has inspired you and empowered you to go out and live your best life. But let's be honest, you might have a question or two about some of the things we talked about today. If this is you, Travis and I are here to help in any way that we can. You can reach out to us and follow us on social media on Facebook at CPG. You can send us an email, uh, info at cpg.com. Just let us know in the email. This is in regards to ditch the suits, a question or topic you might want us to cover. Or you can visit our website, which is seedpg.com. That's seedpg.com. Head up to that right corner, fill out that contact us button, and just let us know in the comments that this is in regards to ditch the suits. If you have a question, a series of questions, or anything we can do to help you on your journey to financial freedom, Travis and I are here to help. So again, it's your money and it's your life. You only get one shot at this thing. Our job is to make sure you get the most out of it. Thanks for being our guest. And until next time, have a great day. Thanks for listening. Ready to ditch the suits? Remember, it's your money and your life. For more information, visit seedpg.com. That's seedpg.com. If this podcast has impacted you, we ask that you subscribe or follow so you never miss an episode. And be sure to share with a friend.